Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I am your host, White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. And today we'll be talking and taking a deep dive into the case of Annalise Mitchell. Or is it Michael? Mitchell, right? It's it's German. I thought That's it was thing. Michelle, Michelle. But I don't know. Annalise it is Michelle. German, so. Yeah, it is German, yes. Um, now as we as we go into this story, you know, you're probably wondering, well, what's this one about? Um, well this is about an exorcism and as we go into it gonna maybe connect it to a movie you've all probably have seen especially if you're into the genre of exorcism and stuff like this and 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 movies that are based on loosely i should say based on true stories uh and actual events uh and especially this one this this one is that of the exorcism of emily rose now it's a very interesting movie if you guys haven't checked it out and so with this story i mean it just has a lot of you know a lot of not just information but i mean it has a lot of events now um she was very religious now she was uh an individual who went to church actually twice a week Mm -hmm. raised very strict catholic like her whole upbringing her parents i think her father almost became a priest himself right yeah. like that's how like devout they were and and that's and that's one of those things that you really i mean you really don't see that often i mean maybe you know in certain areas in the country you might see people who do go to church twice a week i think it's a lot you know i'm <laughs> you know I, some I'm, people go like three times i mean that's crazy but, it, yeah. it, it is pretty crazy but like you know i think it's i even for me even people who go to church like Every, Every week. week, you know what I mean. Well, that's because we're heathens, but you know. right. But like, uh, it's <laughs> one of the. I mean, to me, look, like I was raised Catholic. I didn't go to church that often, you know, and and I could say I'm somewhat religious, you know. I'm familiar with the Bible, and I did go to Catholic school, you know. I did go to those uh, Sunday classes. You've been through um, the the whole baptism so I, and yes. first communion and all uh, that. Yes, all that. So I've been through all of that, and so it's one of those things where, you know, I'm very familiar with all that. And there's, you know, um, and I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with going to church that often, but I think, you know, it's my whole idea of like church, like, you know, follow the rules kind of a thing and do right by people and you know that sort of thing I, I don't think going to church exempts you from the evil that's out there and as this case as we go into this case um you'll see that Annalise here obviously definitely was an exception here she started experiencing things when she was 17 years old so she was in high school now a lot of her uh, colleagues say she was very uh withdrawn very distant mm-hmm. not, and religious and like, religious they knew she was religious yeah. right and she wasn't a social individual um she did suffer uh from uh epilepsy or convulsions 
That was kind of, I guess, the first manifestation of symptoms, uh, uh, symptoms right? A long right, list along of with symptoms. The, yes, because she started having she started having these experiences, and so you know, like seizure. She, the, the first thing was ago she had a big seizure. Yes, and this was back in nineteen. This was back in nineteen sixty nine. Uh, actually, 1968 is when she started having these things, and so uh, it, it was that of a neurologist and, and diagnosed her with epilepsy. Now she started having experience of soon after of hallucinations, mm-hmm. which is which is one of the things that I've kind of looked up on. Um, some people who have uh, epilepsy sometimes tend to have some weird hallucinations. It's rare. It doesn't always happen, but they tend to do have these weird hallucinations. Um, there are people who have like sight uh, issues with their sight. Um, they have issues with uh, uh, coordination and stuff like that. And one of the things is that some of these people start to develop. Uh, they start to develop this thing where. It's like a hallucination, but they see things. They see shapes. They see the weird colors uh, coming into their sight that are not there. They start seeing, you know, cartoons. They start seeing images. They start seeing things that are not really there. And so one can say that it's part of the effect, uh, the cause and effect of having this, uh, these epilepsies. Like it's not unheard of for like the, the epilepsy. Depending what part of the brain it hits, right? Right. To cause like the whole psychosis and hallucinations and all the other weird behavioral patterns that follow. Yeah, and, but it's and, not like everybody gets it. But it it is a possibility, right? Oh yeah, for real. I mean, it's it. I mean, it's it's not. Like you said, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It, these ten, things tend to happen. Uh, and, and in her case, she thereafter slowly started to feel depressed. She started going through a depression mm-hmm. and she was being treated uh, at a psychiatric hospital in, uh, in Germany. And so, you know, she was going through these issues where she was, um, again, she was being affected emotionally. And then at some point she started hearing voices. Now, by this, this shit had ramped up. Now, she just, again, like I said, this started when she was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. By the time that she was 20, it was fucking up and about. You know what I mean? And she was hearing these fucking weird uh, voices. She uh, started to detest religious artifacts. She was hearing voices saying that she was, like, damned and going to hell, right? Like, right. just all kinds of, like, weird evil shit. Yeah, and, and it's, I mean, obviously, it's not normal to, to, like, hear some shit. I mean, if you do hear something like that, <laughs> you should probably uh, tell somebody about that. Uh, but again, you start to wonder if, I, I mean, looking at it from a a scientific uh, uh, scientific. I let's say um, you could say that the all this is being caused by her uh, epilepsy, right? This is obviously a neurological issue that she's having. That this is causing this effect for her to have the the imagery and the voices, and the voices could be something that's coming within deep in her mind that is something that she herself internally is fucking projecting out into herself. Um, now, is that is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Is, is it also possible that something is actually talking to her? 
Yes, this is also possible that something is. <laughs> We're not ruling topic. anything out at this We're point. We're not ruling anything out, of course. No. Such a weird case. I mean, it is a weird case. Um, and so, you know, she started, again, like I said, she started hearing voices. And her family was, you know, convinced that she was being possessed by a demon. Uh, you know, But it they, wasn't initially, though, because, like, I feel like somebody kind of gave them the idea, right? And, right. And that's the other thing is that the idea, we'll see, the idea was given by somebody, right? It's like somebody talking to the family kind of like said, well, maybe she has. So the the girl, right, she went with a family friend on this like, like a Christian pilgrimage or somebody who regularly went on these Christian pilgrimages, right? right? So the person she went with started to suspect that she might have some kind of demonic possession because... Like you said, she had these aversions to anything religious, right? Like going into a church or going past a crucifix or looking at, uh, you know, like a saint's medallion. Um, even I think at some point they said, um, like the, the medallions or pictures of saints, they sparkled so much to her that it was like it bothered her. Like she couldn't stand it. She didn't want to drink water from like a holy spring. She didn't want to, like she was seeing people praying from afar and it almost looked to her like the the people's faces were like all distorted or something like that like it was just like really crazy delusional stuff but like aversions to specifically religious things right so then it was starting to kind of lead them down that path of like okay maybe this is something more than just epilepsy or mental health issues yeah, obviously she there was there was something definitely going on. Um, you know, uh, her her experiencing all of this is definitely something not just you know not just something one can say you know oh she's like you know um, being delusional. This is something that's not really happening. But there's no way for us to say that that's not actually happening. You know, because we don't know what she's seeing. We, we we ourselves are not experiencing what she's experiencing. We're not seeing it through her eyes. And it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's hard to, to say that or, or to tell her um, that what she's experiencing is not real. Because obviously in her mind, it is real. It, it's something that's actually happening and her i mean her condition was it was beyond just the hallucinations and the like you know visual and auditory she was doing pretty crazy stuff right like she was getting aggressive and mm-hmm. it was kind of like self-harming it sounds like they don't really right explain too much on that yeah but well, she was I'm, eating insects yeah she was uh definitely eating insects insects <laughs> she uh, ate insects and uh, drank her own urine she was she was definitely doing some very bad. questionable things uh and so you know if you've seen again like if you've seen the movie it's pretty much like that because there's a lot of imagery uh where she does see those things so she is eating insects and stuff like that and so it's very it's uh, one can say it's very it's very uh parallel to what actually happens now you know she i think they try to medicate her for years you know, for yeah, I think for five years, um, they try to fix they try to fix her with medicine, and none of that was working. I mean, none of that was working at all, and so that's when then the family was like convinced. Well, maybe that she is being possessed by a demon, and they approached the Catholic Church to perform an exorcism twice, uh, twice, 
And, you know, they were being rejected because you really got to get the permission to have that done. Now, in 1975, uh, two priests got permission from a local bishop to get to perform the exorcist. Um, they started conducting these sessions. Uh, and one of those things is that you these sessions, I mean, if you ever seen them on like YouTube or any other like um, any other platform really if you look them up they're they look so fucking like um, it, it, they look so bizarre because yeah. a lot of the times these individuals are strapped they're strapped to the bed right because it looks like pretty abusive <laughs> it looks very abusive honestly and a lot of the times you know you look at the videos and you're watching and a lot of these individuals have like weird bruising they have you know these weird markings on them. They look pale. They look very gaunt. They look like they haven't been sleeping at all. Mm-hmm. And so you know they they look so strange uh, because they're going through these uh, they're going through these physical and emotional changes. And so you know it's very strange to like look at. Now the priest, uh, one of the priests that uh, I guess performed. Uh, this uh, the exorcism uh, named Ernest Alt, whom they met, uh, you know, didn't think that it was just the epileptical issue, right? They thought, you know, obviously she's suffering. <clears throat> excuse me, she's suffering from obviously something else. Yeah. And so it was Bishop Joseph Stengel, Stengel, uh, that had approved the exorcism uh, for this. Like you have to get permission through the Catholic Church. The, uh, the Catholic Church doesn't just grant permission. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a weird uh, process that you have to go through. And it's very difficult to get that approval. I know people uh, in, in the U.S. that I've seen in documentaries and stuff like that that struggle, right? Because their family member or somebody is, needs one of these, uh, what they call the, the right uh, for exorcism and so they struggle to get that approved some people take years to get that shit approved and the the one of the problems is with that in the u.s is that there's only a, a few priests that are not just allowed but are like certified to do these exorcisms and so you know for like the, some of them it's like that's like their job title right like right this is the guy you go to this you don't is, just yes. get a religious person, you right. get this guy specifically. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's, and it's always it's always going to be like the same handful of people. Yeah, that are going to be like you feel like that. maybe they travel around right to yes. cases. They they don't just. It is. It's really not just anybody. Not yeah. anybody could just fucking do it. And so you know they 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 did the whole um, process, which I mean, for for what I understand, it was like over sixty something sessions. 67 67 sessions they were doing them like maybe twice a week for was like nine ten months and then some of them would last a, at least uh four hours fuck that is a very that is a very that's intense cruciating intense session now again like i said if you go look at the youtube videos of them performing these exorcisms it just looks exhausting it looks like very energy exhausting because you're one you're you're seeing this person fucking like 
fighting the bed because they're strapped to the bed and fighting something that you're not seeing. You're they're reading out, you know, the uh, you know some prayer, and they're they're doing this like fighting thing. And so with her, you know, progressionally, um, if you've seen the there's pictures out there where you see that she's not eating anymore. She looks so emaciated. She looks so gone. You know, she is fucking not eating, dude. And so she looks really bad. And so, you know, um, them doing all these sessions and her waving. I think she waved her right to be uh, have a doctor present or something like that. Right. I don't know because she was. Was she a minor? Yeah, she. No, she wasn't right. She wasn't at this point. No, this started as a minor, but um, she was. I mean, she, I don't think she was very big to begin with, but she was around 68 pounds at one point. Right. And I think she wanted nothing to do with doctors, but they were kind of saying, you know, well, somebody should have forced a doctor Fed, at that point right. because it was like, I don't know if she was in the right state of mind right. to say I want a doctor or not. Exactly. Because she, I believe she, I guess at this point she told her parents that you know she didn't want a doctor that she, she didn't want to be want like to be... hospitalized and like force fed or right. you know, forced meds and 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 you think about it like me looking at this thinking about it what if it was not her saying this yeah you know what i mean oh yeah what if it's the the demon that had her saying these things because at the end of the day that's a so he can claim or she can claim or whatever they can claim um, be, it, 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 like if you really look at it, because in the possession of the this demon at, for this individual for this soul, if the if the demon wins, if the soul dies, the demon gains that soul. I think that's the way it's seen, and you know, for them not to use or have a doctor there consulting. And say, oh no, we gotta, we gotta feed her. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to run some tests. You know, we got to do this and that, mm-hmm. and have somebody that scientifically can say this girl is not up to the task of going through all this. Uh, I think would have been a big fucking help because those last few weeks that she was going through that were not the obviously the best. Of all that shit, um, because going through the the what is it the the rite of exorcism, it's not something that uh, it's some it's not something that's taken so lightly because of the amount of work that gets put into. I mean, because if you, again, like you've seen any of the videos and stuff like that, uh, or look at or listen to the audio stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you listen to the audio. Oh, it's creepy as hell. It's creepy as fuck, It doesn't help that it's, like, in German, I'm assuming, and then her voice is just so, so crazy, and then the context, obviously, is just scary. I mean, it just looks so fucking, like... I mean, it's just... uh, It just seems really bad. Like, you, you hear it, it's something that if you're not someone that likes to listen to these things or see these type of things or horror, anything with horror or anything like that... It's it might haunt you in your sleep, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it will haunt you in your sleep. Um, now, during all of this, I think she was during the whole possession. 
um, you know, we said that she was ha- she had bruises and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, there was also, uh, I believe, smells. That she smelled just, bad. Right. There was obviously, uh, I mean, I, I think it goes back to her health because a lot of the times it was what I was going to say is that when you see them going through all this, they're sweating. There's so much sweat uh, of this. Like, it almost looks like the, you know, obviously there's something happening, but the fucking amount of heat that every time I've seen one of these exorcism, the AC is never running. <laughs> Get this girl a fan. You know shit. what I mean? It's, it's It was weird. Well, and then they had her doing these genuflections, which is like kneeling down, like how you know Catholics do in church, either like on a knee or both knees. And she would do like 600 genuflections, like taking a knee, right? Or taking it to her knees. During each session. Right. So this girl is working the hell out mm-hmm. and not eating or drinking properly or, you know, just mentally not there, physically not there. And then being right. forced to do that. Like she had injuries on her knees. She had. Because yes. um, they, I don't know, some people describe the genuflection as like you you fall onto your knees. So, I mean, that's even harder. And so she had like broken knees or like ruptured stuff in her knees right. ligaments and stuff too and and it's kind of like okay did her body did her body go through that and because she was possessed did she not feel the pain of any of that you know what i mean like, well i think she could because at the end they said it's that she was so weak and emaciated that she couldn't actually perform them so her parents were standing her and carrying her through the motions right which sounds fucking exhausting for all involved. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they were at a point where they really couldn't even feed her, not even water. Like, she refused to drink water, especially water that was, like, from a holy spring. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, how did she know it was from a holy spring? You know what I mean? I almost that, think it was a choice of hers, too, to stop eating and drinking almost like that was the last she was trying to purge herself that was our last line of defense is like well i'm just not gonna eat and then maybe i'll be you know rid of this right and uh and here's the other thing is that you know she she uh one of the things that i found interesting was the the the, the amount of demons she believed that she was possessed by mm-hmm. which is like a lot and like six Yes, uh, and even a disgraced priest from the 16th century, um, and a few damn souls that manifested themselves through her. Uh, there was like information that she knew that people were like, "How did she know that?" And she was devoutly religious, but it is kind of like a long shot, right, for her to just bring up this person, right? This uh, particular, especially the priest, right. Yeah, because, um, I mean, you, you can go to church, but they don't necessarily teach you in church about their disgraced priests from the 1600s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not something that comes up a lot. <laughs> uh, and I mean, and the whole thing is that it's very tragic, you know, it, it's because you get the feeling that that if she would have had. If she would have had like a doctor there. Or mm-hmm. somebody with 
that kind of a background to say, no, we got to stop. She needs this or that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, give her like some IV fluids or something while you do your her exorcism. Like yes, shit. you know what I mean. A, we need to hook her up to something. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Like, none, none of that is there because she she dies right on July first of nineteen seventy six. Uh, she died in her house. Now the autopsy will say that the cause was a malnutrition and dehydration due to being obviously starved. Uh, for almost a year. Yeah, and just she, kept unwell the whole time. And she weighed up 68 pounds. Yeah. <sighs> that, that's that's a that's like a toddler. You know, she's a grown woman. You know, she's 23 and she's only weighing Like I'm surprised she lived pounds. that long. Like that's so so skinny. Yes. I, I don't know how tall she was, but you see pictures of I me. Mean, she looked like a healthy girl you know what i mean like she wasn't big or thin she was just like an average size yeah but yeah that's she was skin and bone i mean if again you look at the pictures they're pretty terrifying to look at because you see and you think how did this happen like how how does someone just deteriorate to this point Mm mm-hmm and what ends up happening is this ends up going this this ends up going to trial, this ends up going to court. Mm-hmm. Um, so what ends up happening is uh, this all takes place in 1978, where they took these people that were involved uh, for I guess they for negligence and homicide surrounding her her death, I think. And so you know they they take her. Um, her death, obviously, not not lightly. This they saw it as as murder. So they the state uh, charged uh, Ernest Alt and Arnold uh, Rents with neglect. Uh, the parents were uh, defending by a Ernest Schmidt's lecture, uh, who were the lawyers uh, sponsored again by the church because this is something that the church assisted in mm-hmm. and so you know they had that uh with them so the state recommended uh that no involved of the parties to be jailed instead they recommended the sentence of the priest was a fine while the prosecution concluded that the parents should be exempt from punishment as they had suffered enough through the death of their daughter and so this i mean through the uh the uh, German uh, law, I mean, they allowed that to go through, but they ultimately, you know, they saw the church involvement with it as a, well, they had to get involved, you know, kind of a thing. Which yeah. Was, it was still kind of like old, old ways versus new ways. And right. Kind of like was like, I think on some level people were like, well, what else could they have done? You know, but yeah. then there was also like, you know, evaluation showed that maybe, you know, if they had gotten her to a hospital and gotten her fed, nourished, even up to a week before her death, maybe she wouldn't have died, you know, in that moment of uh-huh. malnutrition. Yeah. And she was pretty far gone, but it's like maybe, you know, a week would have made a difference. Yeah. I mean, uh, just like some breaks here and there would have totally made a difference in all this. 
Um, again, like the, the trial of them going through all this, um, the, the doctor saying it was this epilepsy thing, but then they had another doctor that had visit, but he was only there on site just to, as an observer. Uh, they had the bishop was also being accused of manslaughter, but he was like, you know, I approved this, but I wasn't there. He's like, I wasn't aware of like how bad her condition yes. was. And so he got a slap on the wrist, like six months, but he ended up only doing three months out of it. Uh, and so... I think people were just probably, as a society, has to send all these like religious leaders to jail. Right. Uh, well, I mean, you know, after, after all this shit going through, you know what I mean? Like that's... Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that that people were like, well, I mean, it's obviously that she needed help. Like, how do you not see that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things that you just don't, I just don't understand how, how bad it got so fucking quick. I mean, in 10 months. Yeah. 67 sessions. She went from whatever her weight could could have been to sixty eight pounds. Yeah, that's, that's insane. That's insane. Uh, and and then, pretty much like self inflicted, you know what I mean? But like everybody else kind of allowed it. Yeah. But it's I mean it's not to say it's the same thing, but like people who are anorexic, you know. They kind of do that to themselves sometimes. And it's almost like it's a huge battle for people just to get them to be in a hospital and and allow themselves to recuperate. Like, they will not. They don't want to accept it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I can imagine with somebody as, like, strong behavior as her mm-hmm. and aversions to everything, like, medical and hospital at this point, like... I mean, who knows what they were dealing with? I don't know, man. And then, like, the way she was buried, too, which was weird, right? And later exhumed, too. Yes. So, so <laughs> she died. She was buried in an area of the cemetery where in- illegitimate children and suicides are buried. Well, she had an illegitimate sister. Sister, right. That her mother had. That, illegitimately so it was right. like the big family shame right then being religious it was like oh not good and she was buried next to her which later then she's taken out of that spot and put in another area i guess well where... I, th- I don't even know if she was put in another area but she was put in a, a better coffin because hmm. they so this is what i thought was weird because it said that the parents um got a message from a nun who said that she had a vision that the daughter's body was still intact. So there was this thing of like they wanted to exhume the body to see if it was true. I think like they still wanted some kind of closure. And it right? was, right? Because like it... it's like, well, if it's true, then what the fuck, right? Right. But they they weren't... The reason they gave was that, you know, we buried her so... In a hurry, we didn't get to give her, like... The proper burial and stuff. A nice coffin, which is, you know, it was a cheap whatever. And so, the whole pretext to exhume the body was like, let's take the body out, put it in the nice coffin that we want. Okay. So, they allowed it. The parents weren't allowed to see the body. Mm -hmm. But when they did see the body, whoever did actually, you know, 
do the exhuming right. of it, they said that it was deteriorated. Uh, like, I mean, it was, I guess, con- nothing unusual to see as far as that. There was nothing abnormal, as far as we know, because nobody else really saw. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that's also very unnerving, in a way, is her last words. Yeah. Uh, where she told her exorcist, uh, beg for absolution. Mm-hmm. And to her mother, Anna, she said, mother, I'm afraid. That was a day before she died. Right. I don't know, man. I mean, so her background is crazy because, I mean, you have the strict Catholic upbringing. Her, three of her aunts are nuns. And then her as a, as a young teen, I mean, she's already like very immersed in Catholicism, right? And then she's got like... She supposedly she would pray the rosary all the time. She kept pictures of like saints and stuff like that around her. So I mean, she went from being more immersed in religion than most people are, especially at that age, to completely like avoiding anything religious, right? Right. And so I don't know if it's kind of like I don't know. The mind is crazy, right? Like if she did have epilepsy and mental health issues that kind of like something flipped within her where it like it it took what she knew and kind of like her own obsessions kind of worked against her mm-hmm. in a way right? yeah like i don't know how to word that better but i don't know it's kind of weird yeah I, I honestly don't know what to think of this case, mm-hmm. but listening to the audio oh, is yeah. creepy, you know, as, fuck. creepy <laughs> as fuck. But, you know, there's always, again, like I said, there's always controversy with these type of things because one could say that, you know, she's suffering from a mental neurological neurological Was it being issue suggested to her and, and just exacerbating right, what she already has exactly, mentally wrong? Exactly. The, were the priests themselves suggesting that she was being... Like, did she get itself, all these demonic names herself or were they like, hey, so-and-so happen? demon, is that you? And then she's like, yes, it's so-and-so. You know what I mean? Yes. Pull, pulling I don't even want to say the names, but... <laughs> pull, pulling from things. Yeah. Pulling from things. And I think she had like a... Hitler was one of them. Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> who else did you have? Um, Jack the Ripper, uh, you know? <laughs> so, you know, there's t- all these type of things where you kind of try to understand and feel like, was these was this being suggested? And I feel like it, it, it could be because she could have, she could have in fact been having a neurological issue. Which, yeah, I like mean, severe, it's but... very possible. And considering her religious background, also the same thing. Now, you know, I'm not as religious as I was years ago. But if something happened and I attribute it to something, like something bad happened to me, and I attribute it to, to something religious instead of my poor health, my bad mm-hmm. choices in eating or whatever. You <laughs> know, if I attribute it to that, then you could say, oh, you know, there's this, 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 this and this and this, that I'm, whatever, whatever it is that I'm doing. And like so, really, it's like McDonald's every it's, day. Like, yeah, you're eating fucking McDonald's every day. Yeah, of course your fucking stomach's gonna, you know, erupt or whatever. You know, fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> wow. but, but, but like, yeah, you know, you have like shitty, you know, food. You know, you eat a chilies. Of course, you're gonna have a diarrhea. You know, you're you're. Oh wow. Bad. We won't be getting any <laughs> sponsorship getting anytime soon chilies. from either chilies or McDonald's. Fuck chilies. I don't even eat there. And McDonald's I quit a long time ago. Anyways, um, 
So it's one of those things where, you know, um, what what is happening with, with all that? Is I also that think she was like a bit of a martyr attitude even before. Right. Because during the exorcism, I mean, when she was coherent enough, she would say things like that. She was trying to atone the sins of wayward priests and of other like drunks and drug addicts. Right. Like right. kind of like. Did she try to become Jesus? You know what I mean? Like, yes. Like dying for their sins or whatever. It almost kind of had that ring to it. And then, prior to all her, you know, symptoms manifesting, she, I think she would kind of, like, try to atone for other things. So, the whole illegitimate sister, right, right. that her mother had, so she was shamed for it, right? Like, who the fuck cares? But So, she was shamed for it, but, like, she had to wear a black veil on her wedding day. What? Um, and then, when Annalise was a child... Her mom encouraged her to atone for the sins of illegitimacy through fervent devotion. So, I mean, this girl is like, I, I don't want to say brainwashed, guilt. but like, yes, like guilt. changing guilted, like even from even day for, one. Even, even for things that she didn't do. Yes. Right. And yes. then it's like, so her sister, uh, I don't know if this is, I guess this is the illegitimate sister, right. Martha. She dies at the age of eight. Um, trying to have a kidney tumor removed, like, Ugh. during the operation Ugh. at age eight. So, like, that's already terrible, right? Right. But they think, you know, this just increased, increased her, oh, like, this is what, oh, you know, I really right. do have to make the wrongs right. Right, kind of a thing. And then she she would try to atone the sins of other people by, by trying to sleep on a bare stone floor. Like, What? Why are you punish yourself for other people, you know? Yeah. It doesn't, so make, any, I'm it doesn't like, make any sense to me. I think, you know, if if then this poor girl does go on to develop actual epilepsy or psychosis or some other thing. This just adds to And that. this is in the back of her mind. And this is what her brain pulls from to create hallucinations and stuff. It's like the worst recipe for everything. For this type of shit. Yeah. 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 This is why I'm not so religious because... Something happens and that immediately gets credited. Oh, you did something bad. You know, you did something, you know, that one time, you know, you farted at church. You know, that's, <laughs> you're being charged for that now. You know what I mean? Like, what? The, yes, what, now you what have colon fuck? cancer for that. Now like, you have cancer. Like, what? You know, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, um, you know, that's my two cents on that shit. Because, you know, I I, I strongly suggest you guys, like, listen to the audio. I'll be posting the links to all some of the audio. And, uh, you know, check out The Exorcism of Emily Rose if you haven't done it. There's also another version of it. It's a German version. Mm-hmm. But it's more dramatic. But uh, it's supposed to follow the story more of how it actually right. It's it's it's, down, more, it's right. more to the actual story, and that one's called Requiem. And that came out back in 2000, I believe 2006. Six? Yeah, and so it's one of those movies. Check it out. Uh, tell me, tell me how you think about it. You know, how, tell me how you feel about this uh, story, because this is something that for a lot of people, it's a it's a very thin line. It's a very you believe it or you don't kind of a thing. Uh, and obviously, you know how I feel about these type of things because when there's something when there's something of a religious background that changes the whole floor. Now, when there isn't. When there isn't a religious thing, that's when it's, you know, very interesting when information is being, you know, projected out by the person who's being uh, possessed. That's also interesting when there's also things moving around and things happening that one can explain, you know, things that need to be looked into in a very scientific format. 
also very interesting. But there's a lot of cases like that. You should check it out. Um, but I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, let us know how you know you think about this uh, episode. And again, rate us on iTunes. Check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Later.